Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Rael is a remembrance oracle and intuitive channel with gifts of psychic abilities passed down from generational lineage that include clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, premonition, mediumship, and automatic writing. She's a clear channel who's able to tap into higher consciousness from a soul perspective and receives wisdom from above. As a woman of color in this space, she's dedicated in doing decolonization work and empowering people to be proud of their roots, their heritage, and their cultures, and teaches people how to heal their ancestral lines through private ceremony, education, therapy, and mentorship. As an inspirational speaker, emotional wellness educator, and Ascension guidance writer, Rael uses her multidimensional connection to help and support those on the Ascension and Sovereignty path. She has undertaken in-depth studies involving healing, psychology, health and wellness, astrology, energy work, shamanic practices, and plant medicine. And as a part of that, she's studied with great teachers that are on the leading edge of visionaries and healers. Yet most of her mastery is given credit to God, archangels, and her personal spirit guides who have been teaching and communicating with her since she was a child. Please welcome Rael to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. How you doing, Rael? Hi, nice to meet you. I'm so excited to have you on the show and so excited to talk to you um, about your many talents and what you have to offer the world. Um, first things first, let's get a little bit of background on what is it that you do and how did you come about these talents? So I am a psychic medium um, and I do um, mediumship. I do astrology and shadow work for the collective. Um, how I got into this practice was it runs in my family, um, but due to certain things happening, uh, my family was kind of quiet or they kept it a secret of healing and, and connecting with spirit at a different level than what's normal, which is Christianity. So it was very kept in closed doors, but I learned a lot and I learned a lot of wisdom through what my family was doing, what they taught me. Um, and so at a very young age, I read a lot of books. I was guided to read a lot of books about different religions and really breaking the the box and seeing that everything's diverse, but everything's connected, even though there's um, diversity within it. And so through that, you know, at a young age, I'm reading The Alchemist at like 13. It's <laughs> um, a good book. I, right. And so I'm just going deep into this stuff, but it was like a pull to it. Um, and then eventually, after college, I was guided to open up my services publicly. Um, it was a little nervous for me because it was like, I, I'm the first one to do it in my family, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But through that, it's been life-changing. I've helped, you know, over a thousand people. um, And that's powerful in itself of, you know, really touching people's lives, touching the heart of people. Um, And yeah, that's what I do. Through through this type of what people would call woo-woo kind of stuff. Um, And so it's really interesting. So I I went through your website and like, it's really wonderful to also talk to another person of color. I don't actually see a lot of people of color in this space. Um, And so what we're going to get into today is going to be very interesting. Um, But first I want to talk to you about, because you had spoken even in your own life about how you came upon a lot of this um, discovery of what it is that you can do and what led you to it. Um, there was a lot of synchronicities that led you to it. There were a lot of kind of guidances. And so a lot of people on the show, um, or sorry, that listen to the show have asked me that question, like, how can I get more in tune with my guides? How can I see the synchronicities or where, where, you know, do you believe in signs and things like that? And what growing up for me, like I was always pretty much, I was a pretty big signs person, but I was always reading the signs wrong. (laughs) And typically the signs that most people are looking for have to do with love or money. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually like, am I going to get this job? Are we going to have prosperity? Does this boy like me? They'll be by themselves pendulum and tarot carding to see if this love is going to work out. Um, So can you talk and speak to a little bit about how synchronicity will show up, how our guides and angels are trying to connect with us and even our loved ones from beyond? Right. So in my belief is that kids are the closest to spirit. Um, There's other sayings that kids are close to God, but that's an interchangeable word based off your comfortability. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a child, you are able to see a lot of spirits, a lot of, you know, what people will say, ghosts, angels. Um, But due to society and family and religion, you know, there's a veil put on you. And Mm -hmm. so you go through life where it's interesting because once the veil is put on you, you go through a life of hardship, of of trauma, of a lot. But I believe that, you know, your angels are always supporting you. And eventually you have a soul contract where you, you picked an age where you was like, okay, I'm going to wake up at this particular age. And it could be seven, it could be 13, it could be 20, it could Mm -hmm. be all the way to 50 of, I'm going to wake up right now at this particular point. And when that is, you know, activated and that happens, you begin to see a lot of things that feel very lucid while in reality. And, And you're going through a mental shift because you're going more into the feminine and you know because when you put the veil on you're in an extreme masculine of linear everything has to be logical everything has to be scientific but when you shift you know you're getting to that feminine aspect and you begin to see a lot of numbers um, a lot of angel, um, angel numbers a lot of feathers everywhere you begin to see you know messages within music where it speaks to you um, there's a lot of times where even for me personally, um, I will listen to a song and hear something and then I'll go Google the lyrics and that was not even part of the song. So it's like, okay, something's happening. Um, so yes, your, your guides will always talk to you, um, but they will talk to you more louder when you're ready to accept more of their presence. So mm-hmm. in my tradition, it's all about right relationship with spirit. You know, are you afraid of spirit? 
And if you have fear, you know, are you willing to overcome that, go deeper into healing that fear, healing that wedge so that you become one with spirit? Um, and if you are one with spirit, you get comfortable with the synchronicities, the messages, the dreams. Mm -hmm. It runs in my family of dreams. Um, my family did dream interpretation all the time and it, it felt normal to me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, dreams are very powerful, especially in indigenous culture, um, because a lot of dreams are prophetic things that will come. Mm -hmm. And like the most common that I've seen across the board of all races is the dreams of someone getting pregnant. You see a fish dream. And that was so common of like, someone's getting pregnant in family. And, and that was like, how do you know that? But you know, those people in right relationship with spirit and whatever way they wanted to have that path. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So people getting more comfortable um, with spirit or being one with spirit, what does that indicate for, for you? Like um, if someone who's just coming to this game is like, what does that even mean? Like to get one with spirit, what would that look like? So being one with spirit is being one with life. And when you're one with spirit, you see that everyone is a spiritual being, not a human, just this human. There's this deeper meaning to each person has a soul. And when you begin to connect with your own soul, and again, that happens when you're having your awakening experience of I've been asleep. Now your soul is able to breathe like, oh. And then when you're back into your soul in a full conscious level, you get closer to spirit. And when you're in right relationship with spirit, that means you're right and you're in right relationship with the land. You're in right relationship with the ecosystem, with mother nature, with the water, with crystals and stones, but also with the spirit world, the angels, your spirit guides, and seeing that everything is one, everything is unity consciousness. Um, and when you're in that space of unifying and not division, then you're in spirit because spirit is all love. Mm -hmm. um, many religions talk about love being the biggest source to the, their practices mm -hmm. and compassion being a big source to their, um, their practices. So when you're living in that space and your heart is open, you're always with spirit you're living with spirit you're becoming one with spirit and when you're in that right relationship with spirit you can touch other people's lives other people's hearts and they can feel safe with you they can feel that energy that you give off and they feel inspired and motivated to also get to that point too in their own spiritual lives it's tuning into like a frequency then um the oneness that you're in right right so when you're going through your awakening, it's the toughest stages because you're learning how to vibrate higher. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, the body is a pendulum. So mm -hmm. when it's always swinging left and you're only used to left, which is trauma, dysfunction, bad relationships, confusion, fighting, arguing, and spirit pushes your pendulum back to center, it can be uncomfortable for a lot of people because peace is something that a lot of people are not used to right. silence is not something that people are used to and when you're being put in that space you're in the void mm -hmm. and that's when you have to heal and when you heal deep wounds you know go really into your shadows you elevate 
you go higher and higher in your consciousness, higher and higher in your vibration, and you get more stronger in your own spiritual abilities, your own psychic abilities with spirit, because you're going at a higher consciousness and level, but you're embodying it, you're anchoring it, not just floating real high on a Tuesday and then going right back down for right. months months it's like you have to stay there and that's and that's a lifestyle mm -hmm. yeah so when it comes to synchronicities people who have tuned into that frequency and they start seeing stuff show up so for instance for me i get uh 111 11 11 i get one two three four um three 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 four 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 i get all of the the angel numbers mm -hmm. Um, a few days ago, I saw two people's stories that had ladybugs on it. And then someone messaged me saying, hey, I saw a ladybug. Da, 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 da. Is this a sign? And I was like, what the hell is going on with the ladybugs today? Like, that was such a weird thing. And ladybugs are a sign of prosperity um, across the board in almost every culture. And I had had a, a pretty hard day about financial stuff, uh, worrying about financial things. So, um, so I thought it was really interesting. It was like, for me, I could see that as a synchronicity as hey, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Like money's going to come, like keep doing what you're doing. Um, so for other people who are, are just entering this space, like what, what is a good way for them to start acknowledging them? I know a lot of people have that back talk in the back of their head being like, oh, that was just a coincidence or um, they can look up what it means and think like, man, okay, whatever. But like it starts happening pretty persistently if they're paying attention. Why do you think angels work through numbers? So... Angels are very compassionate beings and they work at the level that you are at. They don't force you to go outside of your comfort zone, even though in a, in a parallel sense, they are pushing you out of your comfort zone of, you know, getting more closer to your higher self. Mm -hmm. um, so because the earth is really programmed with linear and everything is masculine energy and it has to be logical. It has to make sense. It has to be calculated. The brain works better at learning that because it's been trained to be a master at that. Mm. So numbers is an easier way for the brain to be like, oh, this is a spiritual message, but it seems logical. And then you're, you're still waking up. You're still not feminine, but it's kind of like blended together. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's interesting that you said about the ladybugs, because it just came to me, um, spirits saying, you know, the ladybug is red, and that's the root chakra color. So you saying that you had money fears, you know, that's in that root chakra. Um, but, you know, that ladybug activated healing for your chakra. And then you instantly fell at ease of like, I know abundance is on the way. So you went right back to your true vibration of oneness. And that ladybug helped you as a spirit guide to remember and not be in that fear consciousness. Like everything's going to be okay on the other side. Damn girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Taking it in. Um, I love that. Um, because there, I think that there are a lot of, um, what people would call coincidences. And I'm like, this happens far too damn often for this to be coincidence. Um, to pick up on that. And so um, if someone is looking to deepen their, their communication with spirit, what is something that they can do? Like what, is, what are things that they can do to raise their vibration to have more of that type of communication? So like I said before, that the body is a pendulum, really connecting with the body. And that seems easy and it sounds easy, but it's pretty difficult for a lot of people um, because 
due to patriarchy, due to war, due to religion, there's a lot of trauma that people experience, different forms of trauma, even childhood trauma. So all that being said is that when you're going through trauma, right, when you're going through trauma, you dissociate from the the situation, you float out of your body, you float out of that memory, um, and you block it out. So that's, indicating that you're out of your body and some people don't come back to their body and that's why for example soul retrieval is super important um calling back your fragmented self and becoming whole again so again with the body it's important for connection because again spirit lives inside of you it's a temple um and so for people, I say the easiest way to get centered and get comfortable with being grounded is meditation, breath work, yoga, um, also doing acupuncture, doing cupping, you know, doing healing modalities to heal your body, shift that trauma from out of your body, shifting tension from out of your body so you're more at home and comfortable with the flexibility of, I like being here. Mm-hmm. And when you're centered in yourself, you're able to feel your wisdom being activated. You're able to trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing that people struggle with is trusting their intuition. They doubt too yeah. much of like, well, maybe that's not true. Or let me, you know, ask the 15th person the mm-hmm. same thing just to make sure if I got the same answer. And if that 15th person says something completely different, they're like, okay, well, I'm gonna just trust you and not my intuition. And yeah. then something happens, you know? So again, when you're connected to your body, you even trust your own, your own self, you know, of like, I know that this is valid information. Mm-hmm. And validating the self. I think that's something that was really str- like hard for me during my awakening, kept seeing lots of these synchronicities in different ways, even like different friends saying the same thing or a family member coming to me, mentioning someone that I just had a dream about, or, um, you know, just like shit like that. And it was really difficult to get into the space of being like, did I call that in? Or did some, some, someone say something to me and I I picked it up. Um, especially like even now, like, um, I've been kind of like in the, on this awakened journey, probably for about 10 years and there will still be shit that happens. And I'm like, was that, was that what I think it was? And getting into that space of like really, really honoring my own intuition. But you're right. Like it is about getting into your body. People who have, um, an issue like with their body in some kind of way, maybe physical, mental, emotional, whatever. It could be trauma. It could be self-hate. It could be a lot of things. But when you're not centered in that aspect of your body, it's very difficult to trust oneself if you hate oneself. Right. Getting into that space is like, if I want to build my intuition, well, girlfriend, guess what? You got to start working on the, the, the actual grounding body part of allowing yourself to love this vessel that you're in before you can really not, not even say before you can tap into those gifts, but before you can really trust them. Right. Exactly. And that, I think that's important um, of what you said, because I think, especially on social media, there, the journey of self-love, the self-love journey is a big thing that everyone talks about. Um, but I think people are not, haven't they haven't had the space or they haven't had the time to go in depth of what self-love is Mm -hmm. because it's more than the affirmations and body positivity on the outside or on the surface level it's about the depth like do I really love me Mm -hmm. and when you have shadows you have to say okay what has happened from my past what has happened 
um, in a past life even that has wounded me where I don't love myself, whether it's my body shape, um, is it from family, is it from school of being picked on? Um, and did that mentally teach me to be hateful? And when you're waking up with spirit and you're going into this calling of just being a part of this ascension journey, spirit is going to always point to yourself of like, you have to love you um, because spirit is a mirror and you are that mirror. So you have to like your own reflection. Mm -hmm. And when you have this dis-ease and you're not comfortable with your reflection, then you start be, you start to begin to attract those soulmates who are those shadow reflections. And it's like, why am I going through all of these cycles of people triggering the same thing over and over again? And why am I going through so much chaos and, dis and destruction on the outside? Well, it's all about going within and healing that destruction and chaos on the inside, but looking at where the root is, mm -hmm. what the source is of what caused that. Because there's a reason why you attracted that person mm -hmm. um, on the outside. Something about them made you feel comfortable, even feel comfortable enough to accept the red flags. Yes. So you have to look back at yourself of like, okay, what is, why do I have so much willingness to accept distortion and pain from others? Um, when I know in my heart, it doesn't make me happy. So again, when you're in right relationship with spirit, spirit is always going to be your number one healer. Spirit heals, um, and it will teach you how to heal yourself. And when you are being that apprentice and you're, you're accepting it, like, okay, spirit is my teacher. I'm in class. I'm <laughs> going to do this work. I'm going to excel. Then you become a teacher and you graduate and you get to help others mm -hmm. get to that point of graduation, you know? Now you made a really wonderful segue into our next topic um, because when you talked about how like uh, like us getting grounded into our bodies and accepting ourselves and in order to be able to see and tap into those synchronicities in our intuition, additionally, we the people that we attract into our life or the circumstances that we attract into our life as a result of what it is that we're putting out into the world um, is a mirror back to us, what it is that we're healing, learning, accepting, uh, whatever. Um, so we're going to move into the romance sector of this <laughs> podcast, um, talking about um, karmic partners, um, what is it, parallel timelines, mentions, twin flames, whatever. Um, I had a very interesting situation when I was in Bali, um, where a gentleman who I used to date maybe three years prior um, had showed up, shown up there. And um, one of my friends was on one of my apps and she was like, what's, what's the apps, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I wasn't, I'm not really on them, but here, um, swipe for me. So she got on there and started swiping away or whatever. Matches with someone. She's like, this guy looks nice. Da, 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 da. She hands me my phone and I'm like, no, <laughs> this is someone I used to date like a long time ago. But while I was in Bali, I was there to be open and present about what, what I was trying to learn, what I was trying to graduate from. And so when this particular person had asked me out and said, oh, I'd like to, and um, this person had treated me badly in the past, I said, you know what, I'm going to sit down with them because I feel that they're, we're ending some loop here. There's some reason why this person is back and they're going to getting ready to show me something. So I went there with an open mind and I was like, all right, spirit, we're here together on this quote unquote date, some date, um, and trying to see what spirit is trying to show me. So I sat down with this person and when I sat down with them, we had this, 
um, well, at least on my side, I felt this visceral, like, you know, awakened attraction type of attraction towards this person. And I was like, weird, like, why do I feel that way? This person treated me really badly in the past. Um, they came forward and apologized and said all this wonderful stuff, whatever. Um, and I asked, I have a guide that I call Karen. And I said, so what is that about? Why do I feel this way or whatever? And she said, we wanted to show you what it, what it looks like when you have a wound that the other person matches and that mirrors mm. your wound. And as a result, especially being an empath, you wanting to heal your wound via this other person makes you really, really attracted to them, makes it feel like you're, you're tied and connected to that person, like you must be together. And I was like, that's really fucked up. <laughs> Um, as far as the trickery goes. And she's like, we wanted to show you what this feel, felt like. So when you, when you cross paths with someone else that makes you feel this way, you'll understand that there's something inside of yourself that you're still healing. And so you won't want to like bond with that person. So I was like, great. So he asked me out for the next day. And I said, okay, now that I understand this, I want to see if my feelings have changed. So I went there the next day and completely different energy, completely. And I was able to cut that like really, really easily. And so I had an opportunity to see how, at least for myself, tapping into that aspect, grounding myself in the aspect of my own healing to see how I was drawing in people in my life with a particular type of energy and then recycling that same cycle over and over different face. So I would love for you to talk into that and talk for it. Like, cause I'm sure, I mean, we have predominantly women that listen to the show. Um, and unless you're men and you don't write in, <laughs> please write in. So I know that you're listening. Um, but like, what is, what is, what is that? Like when we talk about karmic partners and mm-hmm. you know, timelines and things like the soulmates, even like people that are coming into our life, like what, what kind of meaning do you draw out of that and guidance do you have for people about that? Right. So there's a lot to unpack of, mm-hmm. of what you said. So in, in my perspective, everyone's a soulmate because everyone is a soul and everyone, even if you don't, if you're not at the point of consciousness of seeing oneness, everyone's connected. So everyone on this planet is family. And that's still something that people are trying to learn and accept that we are all family and not division. But so there's that part for soulmates. Um, Due to the culture of pop and due to the culture of Hollywood, we are programmed to think that soulmates is just romance and it's not because you can have friends who are your soulmates there's family members you know who are your soulmates where you just have a deep bond with of like they make me feel at ease and and they accept me for who I am you know so soulmates is not just a romantic um term um but I want to say that in of what you shared um you said that your body responded and spirit wanted me to say that a lot of people confuse um, the butterfly effect in your belly um, as something good when it's actually your body actually going in fight or flight mm-hmm. of like hey, anxiety. Hey, this person's a danger. Mm-hmm. Alert, alert, alert. So you're feeling this, you know, dance in your stomach, but you're feeling your mind is so used to that treatment of how that person did their love language. Mm-hmm. You know, and you again as an empath or at a point you were accepting that love language of like, I'm going to stick by him. I'm a, you know, I'm a work it out, even though there was a lot of red flags. So because you trained yourself mentally, even if it was unconscious of like, this is how they show me love, your body's reacting in fear, but the brain is like, Oh, this is, this is meant to be. And that's, you know, again, not true. 
when it comes to karmic relationships, um, there's so many layers to karma and there's good karma and bad karma. And when it comes to karmic relationships, a lot of the times you can have karmic relationships due to current, uh, current karma that is creating your life right now. So trauma, the things that happen to you in your inner child uh, moment or that stage in your life creates karma. Um, and if you haven't healed your inner child, then you're always going to keep finding the reflections of your father wound or your mother wound in, in your partners, even your friends. And that's when you have to heal. Can you explain that real quick? What a father and mother wound are? So for example, for the inner child, if you have a father wound, um, a, a, a common father wound would be abandonment. Um, a lot of fathers, especially in, in communities of color are incarcerated so, or, or have passed away. So a lot of children are growing up with you know, no father. So you don't have an example or a role model of masculine energy or a positive masculine energy. For other people, a father wound can be that your father's in your life, but he's abusive or he's a workaholic. So if he's a workaholic, he is not showing you emotional affection. He's not showing you that nurture because men have to nurture as well. Um, but when you're not getting that from your father and you're only getting material things and things are kind of like a cold emotional response, you think that, oh, that's okay. Because when you're a child, you look up to your father and, that, and it's a role model. You're your first role model. And so with that, you, you grow up into dating similar people, you know, people who are not emotional, people who are only for the shallow things of like, hey, I want you to look good. I'll spoil you, but I'm not going to go deep in your heart. I'm not going to really get to know you. And then there's people who are stuck in relationships of like, well, they're good to me on the outside, but emotionally, sexually, mentally, I'm not getting depth. And then there, and then there's people, especially women, in, in confliction of like, what should I do? Um, for the mother wound, it's very common of experiencing passive aggressiveness, um, experiencing um, emotional um, codependency. Whether you know, especially if you grew up with a single parent um, home, sometimes mothers tell too much of their stresses to their children, especially empaths, and then the empathic child is their therapist. And you're learning a lot of adult information that you shouldn't be knowing. And so you're growing up being the helper mm -hmm. all your life. And so you draw in people who have karmic baggage, who have shadows, who need healing, and they are drawn to you and your light and your empathy. And then you are the parent in your relationships with your partner. And that doesn't work when you're a partner, I mean, a parent to your partner, because there's, it's two different dynamics trying to be pushed into one. Yeah. So again, that is just an example of how certain karmic relationships in this particular lifetime are created um, until you heal your shadows, until you heal the deeper wounds of your heart, but also finding empowerment with, within your heart of that I am worthy, I am valuable, I, I need boundaries, especially as empaths, we need boundaries, but not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. We need um, standards for relationships without feeling nervous about setting those standards and telling people like, hey, this is how I wanna be treated, this is the type of partner I want. Um, because I think people 
only view standards as superficial. Like I need the money, the car, I need him to look this way. That's a superficial level of standards. What, what's the deeper level of standards? How, what is your love language? Mm-hmm. What, how do you want someone to, to admire you and take care of you? So with all that being said, when you get to that space of empowerment and opening up that heart chakra and building boundaries, then you start attracting the right relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationships that are not karmic and that are not heavy, that are not chaotic. Um, but I will say is that when you first get into that space of the good people coming into your life, it can feel nervous. It can feel nerve wracking because it's like, I'm not used to this. Yeah. I'm not used to someone actually loving me for me without an agenda, without um, motives, like mm-hmm. someone who's genuinely 100% in love with me. But you have to learn to get comfortable with unconditional love because again, you you get what you pray for. You get what you set your intentions for and everything comes will always come to you so if you are a person that really wants true love unconditional love and you're praying for it you're putting that frequency out in the universe it will come but you have to get prepared and get ready for that blessing to come to you yeah that's so i feel like i feel like you're talking to me right now (laughs) (laughs) um it's really, really beautiful though, because like you said, like you will call those things in. And if you haven't prepared yourself and really believe that that's something that you're calling in, you'll reject it. Right. It as something that doesn't feel right or doesn't feel normal. And you're not sure what to do with it. Um, Well, it's interesting because right when you said rejected spirit said detour. ah. So it's not an instant rejection of like, you will never get this again. Mm -hmm. It's just you detoured off the path, but eventually you will come right back on that path in the, in alignment and you're going to meet the next person that is connected and meet and is one for your heart. So is there anything that someone can do, you know, if they're not doing their healing and they are looking for a partner or something like that? Um, because there is this idea that if someone, someone is met for you, then it, there's nothing that you can do to fear that in the wrong direction. Is that true? So that is complex because again, like I said before, there's that Hollywood movie of what love is of someone, you know, going to the extremes for someone else. But if you really look at those movies, it's always one person loving stronger than the other person. Yeah. Um, but, but the movie sells of like, love is real at the end. Um, so <laughs> when it comes to finding the right person, I think it's important that You, you have to know what you want and you have to be clear on what you want and you have to be clear of what that other person wants because I think a lot of people force others to live in their vision and then that's when you're in long-term relationships or even short-term relationships and it's just pure chaos because one person is like, well, this is not how I want our relationship to be um, or people settle too much. And so uh, you have to, again, know yourself when you know yourself, and again, that's a journey. And a lot of people want the easy way out. Like, I don't really want to know myself that that deeply, you know? Um, and if you don't want that depth, then you're always going to attract relationships where there's that superficial mm-hmm. level of love. And then that's still unsatisfying because it's, un- it's conditional. It's, it's not where your heart is 
begging for or yearning for or what your soul is wanting. So again, when you heal and again, connect yourself to your body, heal your past and not be ashamed about it, not be guilty or embarrassed about it. Um, and really get connected to, I have some things I need to work on and, and see that as motivation because when you are at that point in your life, like I want to fix me for me, Mm -hmm. you're helping your future partner come to you because then that person doesn't have to go through baggage or, or they don't have to be a therapist to, to love you. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you heal yourself, you're preparing to be that divine husband, that divine, that divine wife, the divine feminine to another person. And they are, you know, being prepared for you as well. And again, when you're in a healthy relationship, it's uncomfortable when you've been through bad relationships because it's like, how does this work? It's so peaceful. We have good communication. And so again, when you heal and and take this journey, you know, seriously, but with compassion and, and inspiration, then that won't be as nervous or scary to do. I love that. Um, that's really beautiful. The, the aspect of deepening your relationship with yourself as a means to open up relationships, not even just romantic ones, but platonic ones, business ones, family ones um, that will allow for deeper healing and connection and oneness and unification um, is really, it's really, really cool. Um, right. So how do people access that part of themselves? How do they get to a place where they understand that something needs to heal? Because that's a lot of self-awareness that they have to come to to understand that, right? Well, not necessarily. Um, sometimes, again, when you're going through your awakening, right right before your awakening, you, you don't have that much self-awareness, but things are kind of pushed in front of you where it's like, okay, be aware of this. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like it was innate in you of like, oh, I'm aware. It was kind of like the universe pushing that mirror on you. And so when you're on this journey, you, your, your universe, your own reality, your own spirit guides will tell you things that you need to heal, whether it's through dreams um, of certain situations happening over and over again. It's like, why am I always going through this? You know, there, there's a, a reason for why that shadow keeps showing itself in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say that dreams are helpful ways to tell you from the spirit world because it's gentle, even if it's a, a, a nightmare, it's still a gentle way of exposing that truth to you instead of the outside world of a person being that shadow and, and being more forceful with it. So again, your guides will, all, will always tell you hey, you need to heal this. You know, if you're in a relationship, like you said before, where you're dating the same person, that same frequency over and over and over again, but it's just a new name, a new person, a new background, a person with different finances. And you're thinking this is just a new soulmate that's completely, you know, unique. But then you're realizing like, I'm going back to the same pattern of being unhappy, arguing all the time, you know, my, my fears are coming up about insecurity, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm doubtful, maybe I think he's cheating, you know, so all this stuff comes up again. So those are the roots of like, I need to fix this. You yeah. know, there's a part of you that has trust issues, but this is not about shame. What has caused you to not trust your partner or trust men or trust women, you know, whatever your sexuality is, what has caused you to be a little nervous when it comes to relationships, you know, what about commitment 
it's fearful because even though the word sounds affirming and it's like yeah I want commitment there's a part of you that's like well I've seen my parents in commitment and that was a bad marriage mm. you know so a part of you is still psyched out from that yeah. of like I'm scared because I don't want to be tied down yeah. so again that's just an example of you have to really learn your own love language but you also have to learn your shadow language what is your shadows and getting comfortable of I need to heal this and become one with this um, and when you get connected with compassion to your shadows it it instantly transmutes and you no longer have a shadow and yeah. I think that's important to to talk about yeah. of shadow work isn't it doesn't have to be a lifetime journey yeah if you're committed and you're serious of like I'm, I'm going to focus on this part you know for these couple of months and then next you know the next year I'm going to take a break you know give myself joy and just live in my inner child's happiness and then I'm going to fix another part and just really go in deep with that medicine mm -hmm. then you're completing things and again like many people say and I and I believe this too is that earth is a school and so you have to see it as everything's a classroom. This conversation is a classroom. There's probably a thousand people listening to this and taking notes, learning, getting aha moments. So it's just a classroom of, of thought, of conversation, of healing. Um, but your relationships are classrooms. Each person, each soulmate is a teacher mm -hmm. and you are their teacher and all your friends are teachers. So when you are seeing that, hey, they're teaching me something, what is it that they're teaching me and you accept like oh okay that person's in my life because of my inner child oh this person's in my life because they're my motivation in my business they're really good at money they're really good at living in their dreams and that person was in my life to help me know that i can do that exact same thing mm -hmm. oh this person is in my life because you know they really know about love and compassion the way that they love and nurture others around them it's inspiring and i know that that's an aspect of me too so each person plays a different role in your life and when you learn what those lessons are you begin to gain wisdom and you again transform a lot of things in your life things shift when you're yeah. accepting more of that earth is a school and you're accepting this stuff it's more fast pace of like manifestation coming quicker, you know, living in your bliss is coming, you know, it's, it's just like, again, being in right relationship with spirit. I think that something you said really important is that it doesn't have to be a lifetime journey transmuting those shadows. Um, I had an experience just a, a few weeks ago where I was in meditation about something and uh, I had a memory come to me when I was 10 or 11 that, that showed me where I developed this pattern of thinking. And I was able to just see that and go, ah, oh, I understand. This is why I have such a hard time asking for help. This is why this is a wound for me. This is why I don't allow other people. Oh, wow. This is the type of energy that keeps people out of my life. It shows that I don't have space for you um, because I need to do it all by myself. And mm. I got to see that at, at a 10 year old, like from the perspective, like it was, it's such a weird story. Um, but I got to see it from my 10 year old self's perspective where I developed that line of thinking and then been able to say, you know what, Aaliyah, you don't have to do this by yourself. And then boom, I had energetically, I don't know, five different people come into my life, um, who wanted to help, who were romantically interested. 
And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I never had men come up to me and give me their phone numbers. And it was like, boom, 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 one after another. And I was like, this is what, oh, I must have shifted some energy and some shadow that I've been holding onto for a very long time. Right. So when you're shifting your energy from a low vibration to a higher vibration, whenever that shadow is pushed away or transmuted, there's a wedge of energy that is broken. Mm -hmm. And so when that is broken, your light, which has always been there, it shines brighter because there's nothing eclipsing it. Mm-hmm. You know, your shadow is kind of like an eclipse. So when you push that, you know, that energy or that dark space and transmute it, your 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 energy is louder. Your your aura is brighter, um, and you have like this deliciousness and this bliss of like I'm happy, and happiness is attractive. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in that space of like, I'm in my heart, things feel good, everything's aligning up, you know, then people are noticing like, hey, you know, that girl right there, something about her is just something's different about her compared to everyone else in this room. And again, that's what happened of multiple people being drawn to you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I like saying that when you're in your, your light, you become a light bulb. Um, and, but you have to have discernment, um, especially, um, in a spiritual space, um, discernment's important, important because when you're that light bulb, you're going to find people who are drawn to that light for the right reasons, but then you're going to find people who are like mosquitoes. They just keep coming to the light bulb, even though they get hit and they keep falling, but they just keep coming back, you know, (laughs) and they want to suck your blood. So, right. (laughs) um which is which I also got to see as well firsthand (laughs) um I think that's I think that's really cool and going to be really valuable to our listeners because in particular like those those people who are out there looking for love or business opportunities or just relationships in general and wanting to attract more of those things into their life when they show that energy what they're able to bring in will almost show up synchronistically like I started to see commonalities between the two. I started to see numbers show up. Even something that you just said was a synchronicity and we'll talk about it after the show because it's personal. <laughs> um, but something showed up that I was like, oh shit, you know, like she's, she's speaking to me. That's a synchronicity. And so being that awareness around like, okay, like, hey, pay attention. Like the universe is trying to talk to you. And when you get inside of yourself, not just from the healing aspect, from just the like, also just paying attention aspect of learning, like, what does that language look like? You'll see it more and more and more. When you ask spirit and say, hey, can, can you talk to me? Can you show me something? Oh man, just wait. Like, don't question it. It'll be there. So that segues into our next topic where we talk about, um, you know, digging into our magic and what does that look like? Everybody has some aspect of magic. Loads of us who have come from indigenous backgrounds have had a history and a culture that taps into the beauty of a lot of what, what we're able to call in, sorry, as, as what's spiritual, I I would say. Um, So I'm Native American and West African. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I have some gifts and things that my, my father also has, my grandma also has, um, but had been suppressed through the colonization and uh, all that good stuff. Um, right. So can you speak to, I mean, everybody from any culture has some indigenous background from somewhere when you go back far enough. 
Um, right. So what are some of those, maybe you can give us a little bit of history and talk about what are some of those um, indigenous practices and then also like how can people tap more into their own authentic magic? Right. So a big part of shadow work is healing ancestral karma, healing family generational cycles. Um, not everyone is immediately put into that again like earth is a school not everyone's put into that classroom so mm -hmm. abruptly when they wake up but eventually you're going to get to a point in your life where it's like okay i want to heal the deeper cycles of what's happened in my family and when you're connecting with your ancestry you're not you're not only learning the history of your people and it could be from all races and, and I, I believe that most people around the world is mixed you know, it's not, you know, a lot of people have multiple races. Um, but when you're learning your history, you're learning not only their struggle, their stories, the trauma that they went through. And that's important, knowing their trauma so that you can heal it in your own spiritual work. Um, but you're also learning the other side of that is their culture, your culture, um, their their native tongue, their, their practices, whether it was dancing, whether it was weaving clothing. And it's not just simply weaving clothing a lot of times um it was messages and storytelling through color patterns um, when it comes to indigenous cultures or african cultures um so when you're learning the beauty of like wow my people my where i come from my ancestors had such a richness to them and unfortunately you know history occurred and it was taken away or what you think is taken away um, and you have to, you know, heal that, but become one and get empowered with, I like who I am. Mm -hmm. And all of these groups, all of these tribes, all of these different countries um, is part of me. So when it comes to knowing your magic, um, I had talked about it before uh, with someone else about, it's important to heal the biggest block. Um, and it's, getting connected to the esoteric of spirituality. Um, because like how you said, colonization happened. Um, a part of colonization is religion, you know, forcing someone else, forcing a whole entire village or group of people to say, hey, the way you practice spirit, the way you are one with nature, it's wrong. It's the devil. Mm -hmm. And again, people from different countries are confused of like i've never heard that term the devil what is this you know and there's so much in, and fear is such a it's a shadow but it's such a strong one where it kind of motivator yes so it teaches people like oh okay this it must be real and so i need to abandon my own practices i need to stop drumming i need to stop dancing i need to stop doing um communal bonfires and just talking with our collective um, and so it pushes you away from your roots um, and teaches you like you know religion and so I would say that when it comes to connecting with your magic it's to understand what your family and your history went through so you can have compassion for it um, but also learn investigate um, go if you're able financially to travel and unfortunately things are shut down in quarantine where you can't really travel around the world. But when this is uplifted and when this has, th this situation globally is healed and transformed 
and people are able to travel again. I, I really encourage people to learn and travel to where your roots come from, um, getting connected to spiritual teachers from that land. Um, like how you said that you're, you're a Native American. I would encourage you, like, there's a Native American um, temple um, out in Montana. Um, it's called the Native American Church, um, but it's not it's not like a, a Christian church, yeah. but that's a great way to connect because they use plant medicines. Mm -hmm. They use rattles. They use, you know, um, native tongue with prayer and that's you connecting with your people. Um, and so, you know, working with shamans, working with medicine women of your lineage, um, even if they're not a direct bloodline of you mm -hmm. being open-minded to, Hey, I want to, I want to learn more about where I come from. And, and not being embarrassed about it that you don't know, because I feel like a lot of people around the world have a disconnect because of yeah. history being erased, yeah. right? Um, but just know that your ancestors are always with you. Um, even though the books, the, the music, the instruments may have vanished over time, they're always one with you. So when you're connected to that, you're loving who you are, you find empowerment of your mixed race, um, or if you're just, you know, 100% just one race, find empowerment and beauty of who you are and, and really decolonize your perspective of things. When you're doing that, then what you're What does that mean? De decolonizing? Yeah. Okay, that's a layered, <laughs> that's a layered yeah. answer. I just so, wanted for our listeners to understand what that right. means. So decolonizing is learning the truth to what has happened to your race or your culture. Um, because in textbooks at school, it's only one person's perspective of this is what they did to us and this is why we was at war with them and this is why we killed them off. And that doesn't give space for the other side to say, well, this is what happened. You know, we were invaded. We were, we had rich culture. It's interesting, you know, for an example of colonization, it's interesting that we're here in America, but in school, Native American history is not talked about a lot. And this is their land. You know, this is our ancestors' land. Um, and not just Tecumseh or the, the, um, the Trail of Tears of like, that sadness, but like, where's the joy? Where's the, the power that they had? Um, what was their practices before um, the pilgrims came? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's not talked about and that's unfortunate. So that's colonization of silencing a group and telling them, telling all of us, the masses, that what we say, what we print out in these books, what we pay for, um, in these textbooks and send it out and ship it to all these schools. This is the truth mm -hmm. and don't question it. We've done our research. Just be quiet. Do great on your test at school yeah. and you're good. So th that's colonization of like, you know, you're only following a perspective that's European. Um, and again, everyone for the most part has European ancestry. And I think that's important to talk about too, of if you're black or you're indigenous, but you have European roots shadow work, healing, getting to a point of forgiveness and compassion. Um, but again, I think at a bigger level, everyone needs to heal their ancestry, mm -hmm. um, heal what other people have done. 
Um, and that's learning and tapping into your magic, knowing your roots, you know, whether it's indigenous, whether, whether it's Celtic, um, Celtic, um, pagan, Wiccan, whatever is your roots, find power of like, this is what our, our people did. And this helps me get more comfortable with my gifts, with my dreams, with my manifestation abilities. Would that also include getting in touch with your roots in your past lives? Yes, absolutely. Um, for a lot of the times when you're disconnected from your ancestry, um, you can have a lot of experiences of your dreams showing you that you've lived before and that you're just an ancestor reincarnated mm -hmm. or you can have dreams and visions of other ancestors but in the dream it's your perspective of you being that person mm -hmm. um so it's a two-way street of you living those lives and then other people showing you that this is what we live through but we're showing it through your, your body so that you can feel it and that you have more of an understanding of what it was like in that time so when people tap into their roots and they learn more about their ancestry, um, their indigenous things, and this, what do they do with that then once they find that out? Is it more like as a journey of learning how to love oneself or is it as a means to transmute energetically a lot of the pain that's happened epigenetically? So it's all of that. When, for example, when it comes to indigenous culture, um, plant medicine is something very sacred. Um, and when I say plant medicine, it's not just sage and um, mushroom. Right. Um, we're talking about connecting with, you know, the frog um, combo, or we're talking about the cactus, peyote, where we're talking about ayahuasca. Those are indigenous medicines. Mm -hmm. And when you're taking that medicine, not only is it a psychedelic experience, but you're instantly at one with spirit and you're able to heal a lot of shadow work from your ancestors through that. Um, and again, your, your guides will only show you what you're ready for. Um, so if your particular family tree has a lot of ancestral wounds compared to others, then that call would be more stronger for you of like, they keep showing me this. I have this urge to do a DNA test. I have this urge to learn who I am. And when that, if that calling is really big and really strong, it's because they're trying to tell you like, hey, we need help to cross over on the other side. We need you to connect with us, um, not only just for us to be healed and to cross over into the light, but also for you to heal and for you to experience life differently so that these karmic cycles don't continue to disrupt your own life so it there's that perspective um but also when you're connecting with your magic it's you finding liberation and i think that's the most important thing that everyone's ancestors of all colors want is liberation um to be seen to be acknowledged to be to be loved and so when you're living in that space of compassion and i love who i am that's the magic and things, doors start opening up for you. Uh, whatever your career, whatever your life purpose is, it will just open up because you're in that frequency of confidence. And I love who I am. And I'm telling the stories of all that I am in my own unique way. And then thus spirit will show up in really beautiful ways because you now healed 
additional shadows <laughs> for the for the collective even um to tap into your magic and tap into your gifts um right. so as a channel since you are a channeler um mm -hmm. is there a message that you'd like to give the collector or the sorry the spirit guides or whoever you channel through um, would like to give the collective right now mm -hmm. let me sit with that So the message that Spirit and the Cosmic Mother wants us to all know is that everything is going to be okay. And sometimes that's hard to accept and sit with because around us there's a lot of fear. And they're, they're bringing up the virus, but they're also just bringing up that people were in chaos before this happened. Mm -hmm. And people were in hatred and prejudice and war um, and, and just the shadow very heavy before this virus happened. Um, but it's important to, again, know that everything is going to be okay. Every, uh, there's a lot of activity, a lot of help, a lot of surprises that are happening behind the scenes in the universe. And when things are happening behind the scenes, it makes us nervous um, you can feel anxiety because it's like, I don't know what's going on. I want to peep. I want to look. Um, but sometimes the beauty is in the wait. The beauty is in the patience. The beauty is in the void. And right now, as a collective, we're in this space of the void. We're in this space of solitude. Even if different perspectives say that it's forced solitude there's still a beauty of solitude. And while there's activity happening behind the scenes in the universe to not only heal this virus and clear it up, but just to heal deeper layers of the vibration of this planet, um, because the earth is sick. Um, the earth is contaminated, polluted. And even though our earth, our mother, is super strong, super resilient. You know, crystals are burst from her. People have to dig up the soils just to get the crystal. So, I mean, she lives in, in those vibrations of all these stones. But on top of earth, things are sick. The water's polluted. Um, so Spirit is saying that a lot is happening behind the scenes, especially with Saturn being in Aquarius. We're now feeling the, a glimpse of what the age of Aquarius is to be, which is unity consciousness, what is, which is eco-friendly living, um, sustainable living, um, being one with the land, eating organic food everywhere. And it's not something that you have to put a sticker on, like everything is just clean and pure. So a lot is happening where this is to happen. Um, spirit guides, angels are working behind the scenes very hard and diligently to make sure that this age of Aquarius is done the right way in that whatever darkness, whatever chaos that's happening, it's stopped. Um, but they also want me to say that find compassion in your heart while you're in this weight, while you're in this, pay, um, in this solitude, um, because the compassion, the compassion to know that Yes, everything happens for a reason, but find the compassion to know why these shadows were your teachers as well. Um, they're kind of giving me the metaphor of, because Earth is seen as a school, they're saying like Slytherin got out of hand. So the dark side is just, 
it went too crazy with teaching us valuable things but through the shadow through through the darkness through trauma and even though they're teachers even though it was aggressive and intense find the lessons of wow okay i learned a lot um i, I learned what love is by experiencing on the outside world what love is not i learned what peace is by experiencing a world where war and money was the controller the ruler mm -hmm. and it's very sad that those two things really impacted so many lives so you're learning so much from the opposite um, and so in this space of solitude and patience connect with your body this is a, a beautiful time to deepen your relationship with spirit become right with spirit um, whether you call it spirit whether you call it the universe whether you call it god this is a time to get connected and to deepen your faith you know true faith true devotion of your practice of what you believe in it it shows when you're in time when you're in a time of chaos mm -hmm. and so are you peaceful right now are you grounded if you are then you're in right relationship and you're doing a great job if you're struggling if you're going through anxiety attacks if you're, you're having uncomfortable sleeping especially with this virus mm -hmm. as an example or even before just you know the chaos of the world and you're just not sitting well with your spirituality then use this time of quarantine to cry to mourn to get out of that mentality of workaholism of like i got to do something i got to do something now spirit has put a pause on that like hey you don't have no excuses to work to go outside to be distracted with drinking clubbing you know being out with your friends this is just about me time and are you comfortable with yourself are you again like how we talked about earlier are you really walking this journey of self-love do you really love yourself and in this space of patience we're shown the biggest mirror what we are uncomfortable with mm -hmm. um and so i would say that spirit wants the collective to know that again everything's going to be okay um, use this time to really deepen and connect with your heart connect with your your shadows heal grieve allow yourself to think of the things that needs to be addressed um, because when again when we're in the linear masculine energy of work 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 in the matrix it teaches us to escape to escape our problems at home escape the problems in our marriage escape the problems with our children escape the problems with ourselves with our family members and now we're in this space of wow i need to I, I need to be with this person you know you can't run away from your partner if you've been having relationship issues or you know maybe i don't have the best connection with my daughter um and it i it, 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 right and it feels super strong now because we're stuck in the house together and i can see it so use this time to heal heal the people um heal your relationships the people that matter um, and, I, and spirit wants me to say, well, it's correcting me. Everyone matters. Um, but, you know, heal people, heal yourself. And that heals the collective. And it really does. Um, because when you are healed and everyone is doing the exact same thing of healing, healing, healing themselves, there's no more collective shallow, shadow because everything is a collective light. Mm -hmm. So again, a lot is happening behind the scenes to give us justice 
to give us equality, to give us that age of Aquarius of true change. And so again, sit with yourself in this space right now, deepen your faith, whatever that faith is, whatever practice or religion that you're in, deepen your own faith and know that again, everything's going to be okay. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, thank you so much, Rael, for being on the show. Before we go, um, can you tell everyone uh, how they can find you? So I have a Twitter and Instagram with the same username. It's Black Soul Theory, uh, B-L-K-S-O-L Theory. Um, it means Black Sun. <laughs> so um, it, I'm on there. I also have a website called supernalsacredspace.com where I provide shadow work sessions, intuitive readings, um, energy work. Um, so if you feel called to work with me, I am happily um, open to share that sacred space with you and to help you on your own journey. Lovely. Um, guys, make sure to reach out to her. She is a talented channeler. Um, I'm able to watch her on video and see what she's doing. And I, I can see how, like, how it works for me, it works for you. <laughs> um, right. And so make sure to reach out. I'll link all of her information below. And then if you guys are loyal listeners, please reach out to me on Instagram at the lovely Aaliyah and um, we'll connect. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.